0: Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House in Sleepaway Camp and you are listening to The Real Nerds podcast.
1: Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host Ryan here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find The Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6nerds5. Aw, oh, man, our website is so cool. Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2015, and Jean-Claude Van Dam's Damn Van, debuting Sunday, February 15th at noon at the Alamo Draft House. Go to alamodrafthouse.com/slash/denver to buy your tickets right now. Brad, how much are the tickets online?
0: They're only a dollar. Fucking do four it for service fees. And, and, and if you're like,
1: <laughs> if you're like, I'm on the fence. Here's the fucking trailer, so you can see this fucking awesome movie.
2: I take it you took care of the reporter? Murder's not a problem. We have a new one. The evidence. Two floors and a damn van acquired it.
1: In a couple hours, Mayor Knob is going to blow up Paradise Stadium to build his new mansion. I'm in the
2: full <laughs> You're my sister from the future.
1: When I learned that Mayor Knob was going to have you murdered to prevent evidence of his corruption from getting out, I defected from the time force to come back and see. you.
2: This one's a Sudden death. Hand over the file, or I will spill your blood and take it from you. You, what are. It's
1: an H-800. Killer cyborg!
0: Run for your life! What happened here?
2: Justice. Justice happened here. Your justice is gross. Yeah, I know. You are more despicable than I even realized. <laughs> I love it. How can somebody so sleazy be in charge of the city? I'll make sure Knob gets what he deserves.
1: <laughs> I own this city.
2: Bon oh, voyage.
1: I, I ain't shit. This is John <laughs> Clyde's <laughs> damn van, son. Where they use the city's money to expand yeah. their damn Get the damn
0: van! Riding through town in a flower delivery truck.
1: And you also have the ability to get the Alamo's great service, their great food, the experience of Jean Claude Van Dam's damn van, and five point one surround sound. Um, you previewed it. How'd it come out?
0: Uh, we uh, learned some stuff about how their sound system works, and we have to make some tweaks to it. But That's um, okay. I
2: mean, you were supposed to just say it came out awesome, and everything will be amazing. I
0: thought I wanted to drop some knowledge on the audience, and not okay, just like, cool.
2: How's our how's our sound system work?
0: Um. It's optimized for Hollywood films. Oh. Uh the the normal private screenings they get are usually kind of I don't know, businessy. So you can um, say shitty. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's set up for analog for private screenings. Mm-hmm. So um we have to do some tweaks to make it make the digital work. So cool. Um hmm. we're working working on that. But it's even if that doesn't happen, it sounded fantastic when I was there. Um, cool. Very cool. It was a little out of sync, that's my fault. Yeah, it, it was together. awesome kind of seeing it happen and going behind the scenes and checking stuff out there.
2: No, if it's out of sync, does that mean you need to, like, do you have to go back and do pickups and, and refilm those shots so that you can get to, like, record the sound properly?
0: No, nope. all I do is I move this little bar on this com- on the computer and move it the little track just a little bit to the left. <laughs> oh, and all right, that's not so bad. <laughs> yeah, this I've seen it. him
1: edit before. There's, like, you know, a bunch of layers of stuff and one's sound, one's sound effects, one's dialogue, and it's very tedious.
0: Yep. It's a lot like editing the show. Yeah, tedious. Mm.
1: If you're wondering what we do, every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week we saw Whiplash. Yeah. I also saw American Sniper.
2: That was my Whiplash sound. <laughs> nice.
0: You know we can just add sound effects, right?
2: <laughs> um, yeah, but... Uh, <gasps> You just finished talking about how frustrating it is to edit the show. Do you really like? I know how long it takes sometimes to go find that sound. Like if, if I sit here and I'm like, whoosh, whoosh, like that's that's a whole it lot easier. Sound good,
0: though. It is easier, but again, whoosh. I didn't know you guys were make sound effects prior to me saying that. Insert statement, sound so. effect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. So stay tuned for our review of Whiplash. We also talk about movie news.
0: And how hard is it? You just go to uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and grab a whip sound, and you're done hmm okay
1: fair movie news what we've been watching um i don't think i have a comic book this week i haven't really read anything i i bought some comics but i cool. haven't read them We'll tell, not do the segment. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we'll skip it this week unless we can think of something. Go to Colorado Quinn's Cards and Comics. Yeah, here's a, here's a, the comic section. Go to Colorado Quinn's Cards and Comics. Do you see? Have you been there recently? Andrew redid his whole area. No, shit, really nice. nice. Oh man, I need to get he up there. He has uh, like his own office. You know where those display cases are? Yeah. He's now like on this raise where a, a rise. Yes. And it's there we go. He's on a rise, and there's the display cases are in front of him, and he has a chair behind there, and behind him he has really
2: like a throne
1: yes a throne of <laughs> comics behind me has hard to find issues and he reorganized it where he has the big titles like batman spider-man superman harley quinn are all in one area and then the rest are kind of spread out throughout this uh, comic area
2: hmm. so he's <laughs> like
0: a throne from the game of thrones but instead of swords it's comics comic oh books. hell yeah yeah oh
2: sweet. that is a good idea
1: I did find out Harley Quinn is so popular right now. I have this, I got it when it came out. There's a little three issue mini series with Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy called Harley and Ivy, mm-hmm. that's written by Paul Dini, drawn by Bruce Timm. So you know the Batman animated series guys. Right. For the first nine years, I've had this these comics. I think they're three fifty, whatever the cover price of them were. And now, if you go to mycomicshop.com, dot com, they are ninety dollars each. Holy shit! You can go to Colorado Coins Cards and Comics, and Andrew has them for twenty five. So right there. You're saving money, uh, but who knew that those silly, silly issues would be worth so much money?
2: That's funny. Yeah. I mean, they should yeah. be like that. Those two guys on that, yeah.
1: And yeah, I, you know, I always talk to Andrew, and <laughs> Andrew should be on the show really soon. He uh, he said that those probably were just such a low print run that now Harley Quinn is so uh, arguably more popular than she's ever been mm-hmm. that everyone's snapping those things up. Because I even have, I, I started collecting Harley Quinns. I uh, don't know, issue 20 of her first run. And so I have them all to the last one. And the last issue of her first run is like a $200 comic because it's so hard to find. Wow. So maybe I'll trade those in and get, you know, some hard to find Spider-Man.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know. Say hi to Andrew. He's he's getting close to being on the show, I promise. <laughs> I keep on buttering him up. Gave him a handy behind Whoa. his uh, desk on his throne. I think I really, really softened. By
2: handy, you mean one of those chairs shaped like a hand? No.
1: Well I took his penis into my God hand and fo- I... God, sh- stop.
2: Dude, think about the comics,
1: man. Oh, oh you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Andrew were so selfish. Can't damage those things. <laughs> uh, obviously, just kidding. Uh, hopefully, we can get Andrew on really soon.
2: Um, cool. Yeah, so... So, I dropped my phone and had to buy a new one. Yeah, last and time shatter- you were fucking
0: idiot. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I'd never cracked a phone before. <laughs> and so I... Join the club and so i like i went and i this one now it's all mad max stuff cuz i was getting excited about mad max but then i realized like i haven't seen mad max in forever and and i don't
1: you're getting excited for mad max fury road
2: yes yeah just cuz i think that trailer was so cool mm. uh, and i like the idea of mad max and i and the road warrior is a is a good movie but i don't think i've ever actually watched um beyond thunderdome all the way through uh and i don't like i don't I didn't really like Mad Max the first one that much, so I was like, "I need to go back and rewatch him." So I ordered the Blu-ray, and the Blu-ray on Amazon is—it's like a cool, you know, tin case, right? Mm-hmm. And I get it, and it's literally just a normal Blu-ray inside of a tin case. <laughs> so it's like they do that a lot. Ah, uh, it was so disappointing because it looks so awkward on the shelf, like because the spine doesn't say Mad Max. It's just like. It's just like I took some tin case and put it on the shelf, like <laughs> completely out of order. Like, ah, uh, it's it's such just, a shame. What's he doing? Oh, uh, your dog is like dragging his does he butt have worms? on the.
1: No, he does that because uh, Cause I read that itchy? it's because their buttholes itchy and it scratches it.
2: Oh, because he has worms. <laughs> no, when he does yeah, that, no, when he does that, crawl is that because his because his dick is itchy? Like, yep. Okay, yeah.
1: it, it's so weird today. I went and saw American Sniper, and it had a bunch of trailers that were for. Artsy fartsy dramas. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. We had that, too, because we saw Whiplash.
1: Yeah, <laughs> for Whiplash, too. And then just before American Sniper started, it was the trailer for Mad Max. Oh, hell yeah. So it didn't match up with the rest of the trailers <laughs> at all. But, you know, when you, th- I mean, it's a Warner Brothers property, so... Yeah, but it is, it's, it's
2: funny to think of that leading into, yeah. like, here's this heavy, you know, serious movie. I don't know. You, we'll <laughs> wait until you talk about it. <laughs> yeah. But to go to To go into that right after you watch, like yeah, here's, here's some dudes and assless chaps get sucked up into a sand tornado, whoa,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. And I've seen the trailer for The Age of Adeline too many times. What mm. is that? I I don't know what that is. It's uh, Blake Lively, right? Okay, and she doesn't age, and Harrison Ford is
0: in it. She gets oh. in a car accident and the <laughs> lightning strikes the car and she gets zapped into agelessness. It's so stupid, though. Does she dude. fall in
2: love with someone? Yeah, and then many she, men. Then she over runs time. away
1: because she doesn't age and they do. But if I was a dude, I wouldn't want her to go anywhere. I'm like, fuck, man. I'm like 80. And my wife still looks 25 <laughs> and hot. Don't go anywhere. So she's the selfish one, not the guys.
2: <laughs> hmm.
1: And they have this weird CGI Harrison Ford in it. Actually, I look what? pretty
2: good, but. Yeah, is uh, it is it like the Terminator? Is he? Yeah. Does he, he like steps out of a fire he, he and like takes like his shirt off. Kind looks like Harrison
1: Ford from uh, American Graffiti. American Graffiti. <gasps> yeah, oh. yeah. So maybe you'll love this movie.
2: Oh, I mean, it sounds like it's kind of up my alley. It sounds very like a little supernatural kitchen. and, and <laughs> no. just a little bit sappy. A little. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm yeah. a huge fan of Tuck Everlasting. I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not really. I'm not. Do you remember that movie? I do. Okay. Ugh, man. What are we doing first? I don't
1: care, Brad. What do you want to do? He's busy eating his frosty. Yeah, Hell yeah! Um, it's delicious. Let's do
0: some box office stats. Cool. Cool. This is the box office
1: stats. American Sniper number one again with sixty-four million dollars. Crazy. I forget where Mordecai could you have it listed. Yeah, I, I, I forget Where Mordecai ended
2: up? Mm, uh, number eight at uh-huh, four point two that's not going to make 10 million (laughs) dollars what a yeah that movie looks like garbage
1: after we watched it did you think about it more or did you just like throw it away
0: um I think I threw it away
1: because I was you know not that I was I was up all night is there a way this movie would be good but I just think was I seeing it wrong yeah (laughs) Johnny Depp is in a different movie than everybody else it feels like it felt like Like, he was way over the top and Gwyneth Paltrow was just a bitch
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, also her character's
0: uh, Yeah. I don't know. I I, I feel like everyone in that movie knew what they were doing. I just, I just think it's for a different sense of humor. Yeah. It's um,
1: not good unless you like mustache humor.
0: Well, um, Like I said, it was, it was a weird amalgamation that? of wanting to be raunchy but not going far enough yeah. and then also being
2: cute and tame. Yep. Is mustache humor a euphemism? No, it's
1: literally... Okay. All right. I was just curious. Like, uh... He kept on calling back to, because he grew the mustache before we met him. Okay. So as soon as he comes in, Gwyneth Paltrow comes in and says. It
2: would have been a much more interesting movie if he had grown the mustache over during." The, like, <laughs> it was it just says, a movie where I mean, he that, grows a mustache. What's that ghastly thing
1: on your face? And when she kisses him, she gags. And it, they yeah. do that, I don't know, four times in the movie? Five times? I don't remember. That's dumb.
0: Not good enough. Uh, so if you like jokes about mustaches, that is your movie. Mm-hmm.
2: Big fan. Um, yeah, uh, the boy next door was like number two, but like mm-hmm. the fact See, that, that movie th- only cost four million dollars. Really? It made fourteen. Yeah. Yep.
1: Jason Blum strikes again. Hmm. Interesting. He
2: produced the movie we saw tonight. You did. Strikes again. You know who else did? Jason Reitman
1: produced it. Mm-hmm. He needs a hit. His last movies have been shit.
0: That must be why His last movies have been good. Opening title no card seen. was the Up in the Air logo. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Hey, just so you know, just so you know, a movie is how good a movie is is based on how much money it makes
2: uh no it's yeah. a, it's a False. science so it's a avatar science. is the best movie of all time it's Absolutely. a hollywood say, science you just, fact. I, I just want to Fo- like, followed closely by titanic i want i want to hear you say avatar is the greatest movie of all time <laughs> i will never say that okay i all just right. said
1: avatar then titanic but i will never utter those words out of my mouth <laughs> i'm
2: gonna go back in Can you just say what what's the greatest movie of all time the
1: greatest movie of all time uh-huh
2: Oh, no, actually, I just got the audio for it. So don't worry, I'll edit it together later. Never mind. No, because I, I did it as a question. So when you add in
1: the audio, it won't make any sense. So I'll answer my own question. Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> Here is the Blu-rays that are coming out next week. DVD releases the Blu-rays. All the cool shit. Just kidding. I don't know. I don't remember. Oh oh okay one Dalmatians. Oh, that's not next week. That's the tenth. What? <clears throat> John Wick. Yeah, I, I I'm oh, torn on that. I might I might watch. I might
2: get that movie when that comes down to like eight bucks. I'll probably pick it up. Yeah. Uh, Dracula Untold. Mm. I'll wait, till it's streaming on Netflix. Yeah, I'll wait till you tell me that it wasn't very good. <laughs> uh, the Best of Me, which is a movie with uh, James Marsden and I know. Michelle you know, Monaghan. I tell my
1: wife it, What's the name of the special edition? It's the Tears of Joy edition.
2: Uh, It's like the blue band on the top. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Tears of Joy edition. It, Holy
1: shit. I was reading... Maybe I was reading the review of it on Blu-ray.com, and they said that they have a special feature on there called the storybook ending. So I guess there's this... Ending where someone dies, and then there's an ending where they live happily ever after. Uh,
2: I call that the uh, shitty
1: "How I Met Your Mother." Hey, alternate ending.
2: Oh, okay. Not the real ending. The real, yeah, the real ending is great. Uh, Porco Rosso is getting a Blu-ray release this week, which is one of the early Studio Ghibli movies. Uh, one that I've actually never seen. I, I still have my brother's D V copy, because it's like one of the few animes he owns. Mm-hmm. But he was like, Oh man, you need to see this movie. So he lent it to me, but I'm the worst brother ever and I still have not <laughs> watched it. Brett, have you ever seen it? Porco Rosso? No. Oh okay. Uh oh 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 o oh, 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 mm. oh, uh, Ouija. Ouija is coming out Oh, the Oh, thank you. All right. And it's um, terrifying. That's not stupid. based on the board game, is it? it? Is. The the the, mm-hmm. the for fun comes in a box. Buy it at Toys R Us. Whatever, dude. That's really communicating with spirits. <sighs> the disappearance of Eleanor Rigby, which is a Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy movie that I don't know anything about. Uh, Dear white people.
1: You know that's cool that they make movies like that, but. Why do they ever have movies that say "Dear Black People"? Because then you'd be labeled as a racist. <laughs> or, I mean, seriously, there's a sh- there's a show on TV called Blackish.
2: That's true. If you had, that that I agree with you. If with, you had so a show called
1: <laughs> Whitish, people would get mad at you. <laughs>
2: yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, dear Black people or dear White people. I mean, uh, I was actually pretty interested in seeing. It sounds like it was kind of uh, polarizing, but what's funny is. This is okay. This is interesting. So on Amazon, you know how they've got the title of the movie, and then underneath that they have like some of the actors in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, the first one's Kyle Gallner. Now, let me double check this. But isn't Kyle Gallner the guy who was in Red State?
0: Let me double check.
2: Uh, I think so. Yeah. Your mom
0: was in Red State.
2: Um, what the fuck? Why are you? Why are you saying? Why are you saying these things about my mom? <laughs> um,
0: yeah, it totally she's is. She's Republican.
2: So, so the main character of that movie at least based on the trailer, is a black woman. Mm. But Kyle Gallner is the first credited person on Amazon. Just saying. Just saying sounds like some racist bullshit. Just going to pull that up. That shit is wack, yo. (laughs) (laughs) That's racist bullshit. uh, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, gets a Blu-ray release Mm -hmm. this week. Something I'll never see. Um, Okay. (laughs) Um, Actually, I'm pretty sure I saw that a long time ago, but I don't remember it. Uh, Pom Poko, which is also an early Studio Ghibli release, uh, ABC's A Death Two. I love the cover art on that one. Oh, that one's
1: cover art's badass. Isn't
2: it kind of like the original cover art? No, the
1: original cover art is like a baby sitting in a chair with. It's the an oh, angel
2: of right.
0: Death with a baby. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's right. That's right. I think I've just seen this before because they they used it back when the. And Brad has said about out.
1: a third of the letters are good. So
2: yep. if you oh, want a whole third, see a movie with
1: eight. Of the entries that are good. <laughs> how many
2: 30, of... 33%. How mm. many of the original one would you say were good? Like half? Mm. The first yeah. one was okay.
0: That's, I don't know if that's how i quantify it.
2: Yeah, it's
1: hard because... With the first one, there's so many. There's so many. There'll be ones... In the, cause I've only seen the first one, but you'd see one... I don't know if it's Bite or Dog. Like, oh, that's really cool. And the ones before it, I don't remember. So... <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're, you're just inundated with new stuff. Yeah. I, see, I see And after what you're 26 of them, you're kind of like, what was I watching the first? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I
2: totally see what you're saying. Uh, and then the only other one that I've got pulled up is a an early Kirk Douglas movie called Lust for Life, which is a, I think it's a movie about um, Van Gogh. But it's just, it, it's actually just a weird, trippy-looking cover. That's the only reason I picked it out. Hmm. So, anyway, that's this week. There didn't look like there was a lot. I didn't see any shark movies or, like, I don't even think I saw any porn. No girls on, gone on wild the list. on the list. I mean. RVing to
1: the great outdoors. <laughs>
2: I, I don't know. <laughs> girls gone RVing. It's not even a porn. It's just. It's just like a. It's just video of girls in yeah. an RV. And like just hanging out, like playing Ouija. Yep. Yeah. And Robin Williams is in the
1: foreground, and in the background oh. there's an RV that's tip, tip teetering on the edge of a cliff. Yeah.
2: Remember that shitty movie? Oh no, because I didn't see it because I'm not masochistic.
1: <laughs> well, when you're young and you just want to see a movie with Robin Williams, I know. So I saw
0: it in the theater. Uh, Nothing
2: wrong with that. Did yeah. you really see RV in the theater? Yeah. Probably by myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Well, I'm I'm sure no one else would go with you. So right. yeah, I remember seeing it. Yeah. yeah, it's a throwaway. I mean, I can't. I I've seen yours, mine, and ours with uh with um Steve Martin. That's not a great movie, either,
1: so <laughs> hey, we've all made mistakes, creature. this is
2: uh <laughs> absolutely a mistake. We could have is... gone to see the help that week, and, yeah, oh
1: man, I know I didn't see the help until two years later, and I chastised you guys, like, what the hell why- uh
0: chastise us?
1: yeah, you were on my side for that one, yeah, uh, I was like, yeah. why don't you guys wait wait so long to tell me that this movie's good?
2: oh my God, oh my God. You're the worst. This is
1: the real news section where we go into the seedy underworld of Hollywood to uncover its greatest mysteries. And by greatest mysteries, this is the stuff that's on The Hollywood Reporter.
2: It's real news. You should have just kept spinning because I have fucking no clue what happened this week. What happened this week? Uh, The new Fantastic Four trailer came
1: out. Oh, shit. Is it cool?
0: uh Huh? Seen it? No. Yeah. It's,
1: it's it reminds me of Interstellar.
0: <laughs> it's the Interstellar trailer. Yeah. yeah. There's literally what?
1: a car driving through a cornfield in it. What? <laughs> yeah. And then these people getting into space pods. And uh, okay. And then there's a voiceover telling us that we need to reach the limits of science.
2: Okay. Um, is Doctor Doom in it? No. What? Who's uh, in the movie? I heard
0: he's. In, he might be in it. Like his back's to the frame. So. Maybe. Yeah. yeah.
1: More of it is just establishing the, the tone of the movie, I think. Um, Which, yeah, I mean... It, is, it like, is it like gritty and real? No. It looks superhero to, I mean, to me.
0: It does to me. It's definitely not cartoonish like the other ones. Yeah. I wouldn't say gritty, though. Yeah, right. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it's it's just a teaser, so like no one talks in it. It's just the yeah. speech.
1: I mean, there's, I guess... You know, the only thing I don't understand about the movie is how are Sue Storm and Johnny Storm related... One's white, one's black. Adopted, I'm Um, guessing. I mean,
2: I thought that when they first did it, but...
1: So they they blindsided uh, Johnny Storm? Yeah. Because in the blindside, Sandra Bullock picks up. Yeah. (laughs) And they just rename him. We don't like your name,
2: Jamal. You're Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's horrible. (laughs) Holy shit. Uh, mm. So is Doctor Doom the actual villain? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, just, they just don't show him in the... Yeah, but and they also
1: changed it that he's not a dictator; he's a cyber hacker or something. Well, he wasn't really a dictator in the in yeah, the last yeah. one well, either. He was just like a, he was just
2: like a businessman.
1: I know, but the, it, being a dictator in the Marvel comics, he's awesome.
2: He's cool yeah. in comics. But... Fair, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying. Like, of course, I mean, those movies also made Galactus, a s- Cloud, and all kinds of other dumb yeah. shit, but. Um, that's cool. That's cool.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, oh, I yeah mean, it, it, whatever. I'll see it. What else am I
0: going to see? August 7th.
2: Do they get turned into this like Fantastic Four while in space on a, on a,
0: looks like it. it like looks a, like it. Oh, okay. The only, oh yeah. yeah here it looks they go. Like they go up on a mission to test something and yeah, the rock explodes, kills like 20 other people on the team.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, fuck those people. They probably weren't worth much.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't know, about they're them. just astronauts.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just
2: oh, sh- oh, shoot. There was a cool shot of like. Uh, Are you watching it right now? <laughs> the thing. Yeah.
1: Oh, there we go. All right. All right. Mm. I mean, it's all right. Okay trying to think what else happened this week.
0: And this time we put a 4 in a square instead of a circle. <laughs> now, so it's different. Yeah, I mean, it's it's edgier. Oh,
2: what? It's edgier. Whoa. Whoa 45 okay, degrees edgier. Yeah, I just got to that part with the with the square four and now it's now it's a little weird. Oh, all right. Hmm. That was a great joke by me. It was pretty good.
1: <laughs> what else There's another trailer that came out this week, wasn't there? Um, I saw a
0: Turbo Kid. The trailer for Turbo Kid. What the
2: shit is Turbo
0: Kid? Look up Turbo Kid. It's awesome. Oh. It's I uh, I don't know if it's from the people who did Hobo with a Shotgun, but oh my goodness, uh, they were re- reposting it pretty heavily, mm. so it might be. Hmm.
2: I'm trying to think what else came. It's from. set in
0: 1997, post post apocalyptic <laughs> times. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. yeah. good. In the in the apocalypse of yeah. 1997. The future of
0: 1997.
1: Yeah, like Predator 2. I think yep. Predator 2 takes place in 97.
0: <laughs> Terminator. Judgment Day takes place took place on nineteen ninety nine.
1: Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. On my birthday, August twenty ninth, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. I always thought that oh, was really cool. World. Oh man, <laughs> Judgment Day happens on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're a kid, you grow up, and like, oh, that's a bad
2: thing when billions of people die. <laughs> did you uh, did you see that thing where they're making a Lego version of the um, uh, helicarrier? The helicarrier, yeah, dude, it's awesome. And when they when the when more the more guy...
0: expensive than an Xbox.
2: Oh no, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, but I'm so tempted, like the uh, <laughs> I, like I'm really tempted. I is was three thousand like, pieces a lot? Yes, way more than usual. Yes, okay. yeah, three
0: thousand pieces is a lot.
1: The of one, one my Spider-Man I bought that was I think fifteen bucks had like twenty-seven pieces. I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so.
0: yeah that's,
1: that's, three thousand. I'm trying to think is, like
0: the like the legitimately scale starter Destroyer they have. Mm-hmm. Is that like? I
2: three, think that one's like
0: five, five thousand pieces.
2: Yeah. I, th- I think so. I mean, I'm j- I'm just sort of remembering that from a couple years ago. Oh, Ted Two came out this. Oh week. yeah, the, the Ted trailer, 2 trailer. Trailer. Yeah. Um, which honestly, I mean, I liked Ted. This trailer does not look like what I would want from Ted Two. Like,
1: I, I, um, again, I it's really toned down because they really can't show very much.
2: It's toned down. I'm surprised. There's a whole section in the trailer where, like, he slips on Marky Mark slips on semen yeah, and then he gets covered but in but semen, but and then he's like, anything, "Oh, oh, it's getting into my eyes!" Like that. I it's toned. That,
1: that's toned down because you don't see anything. It's everything happening off camera. So is it worse that you imagine it?
2: I mean i I appreciate the fact that, like, I think the easy thing to do would have been, you know, some story where. All of a sudden, there's somebody else that's like a ted, it's like a, it's like a stuffed frog that shows up, and then like that's the new nemesis, or you know, like there's, like that. That's the twist is that now well, he's not the only is. one Who anymore. Knows? But uh, I appreciate that they aren't that they didn't go that way. But at the same time, like a story about him proving that he's a real human being in like I don't know. It just seemed.
0: And what happened to Mila Kunis? Like wasn't yeah. the whole point of the last movie is keeping her around?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I. I think she was
1: filming Jupiter Ascending at the time. God damn it!
2: No, no, she filmed that seven <laughs> years ago when the movie it's was ruined her career to so <laughs> has, quickly that, that she's been taken like out, out of other movies. Were
1: booing it? And
0: stuff. Yeah. No shit.
2: Yeah, but why would you show it at Sundance though? Yeah. That's the most oh, pretentious yeah. place to show that movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the right venue. I mean, I don't entirely know what the right venue is for that movie, but we'll see it in a couple of weeks, and yeah, we'll, we'll see it next week. Oh, is it next week? Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, good.
1: There's not really much going on right now. A lot of stuff is filming. They they did a really cool mock-up of the new Tyrannosaurus Rex for Jurassic Indominus World. Rex. Yeah, the Indominus Rex. But they did it in a cool... Um, it's kind of like a theme park. Mm-hmm. What would you... Uh, development. What would you... I, why can't I think of the word right now? I'm so stupid sometimes. Proposal. Proposal, thing. yeah. Like, like a it's, concept. A concept art
2: for a theme park. Yeah. Um. It seems, like, from the little bits I've seen, it seems like they just took a T-Rex and a Velociraptor and slapped them into the same thing, Mm -hmm. which, okay, cool, like, whatever, I don't know. There's a shark that eats a great white shark.
1: I there's a dinosaur that eats a great white shark in the trailer. I'm I'm down.
2: Like, I'm I'm contented after after Jurassic Park 3 that, like, the movies are no longer about just showing me dinosaurs and reminding me how cool and dangerous they are. At this point, they're just supposed to be, like, a fun adventure movie, so if they're if they're crossbreeding animals and stuff like that like all right fine my favorite part in Jurassic
1: Park 3 is when you always know when spinosaurus is around because of the phone ringing oh god i hate that movie <laughs> uh, we've been uh... doing this so long i know jokes that you don't like oh i guess the uh ghostbusters reboot casting oh, yeah. is probably the biggest news of the week but yeah but everybody was I... quarter- kinda of already knew who was going to be in it except for right uh the black lady from SNL
2: yeah um, yeah that one to me wasn't very surprising at all like, like oh oh, good you you did that thing that honestly was the most interesting thing anyone has said about Ghostbusters 3 in the like seven years you've been talking about making this movie like good yeah. good job but so. yes it means
1: they're getting closer to actually making it so there's that yeah
0: um, never forgiven gonna... for missing a chance to cast Emma Stone
1: oh that's right yeah she is beautiful but she's probably doing something better anyways
2: probably yep um yeah i don't know if we were going to have the conversation i think that chris pratt is the wrong choice for indiana jones really why wow yeah it's harsh um he's a little i i think that he will inject it with a little bit too much like wacky does that make sense Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think of Indiana Jones as a wacky kind of, kind of character. Like, he is, like, Star-Lord Star is not Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, I no, He's a rough-and-tumble guy, but... And
1: I'd also say that he's an actor, and he can probably act like Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh,
2: he,
0: doesn't, he doesn't seem wacky in the Jurassic World teaser, so... True. Seems like he's... Well, kinda, who would you cast
2: as Indiana Jones? I don't know. I wouldn't. Himself. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> to me, that's he's, the problem, is he, that I just wouldn't. I would, I would go make another, like, pulp action movie, like... Why does it have to be Indiana Jones? Like Montana Dan. Sure. Like yeah, I'm just It's no, name recognition. I, I know it is, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Like yeah. I mean we, you don't have to, but But I know that they're going to, I'm just I don't know. I usually I wouldn't I wouldn't be this way, but this is one where you're not gonna do I don't think you're gonna do that character justice by like rebooting it in some way. So why don't you just go start something new? Like, you know. Um, I think the mummy, like the first mummy movie, to me is the closest that anybody else has ever gotten. And oh, I, you want really Brandon Frazier to be Indiana Jones? I, I, it wasn't a bad choice. Like no. it, it, he's not Indiana Jones, but like to be in that kind of a pulp action role, like he at the time he wasn't that bad. Um, I'm gonna watch Indiana Jones movies again because
1: I mean I watch them all the time. But right. I'm gonna see if I can picture Chris Pratt doing it. I think I already can,
2: but yeah. I don't know. Anyway,
1: Indiana Jones is pretty funny
2: anyways. He is, but it's like a it's like a dark, kind of subtle funny. Um in, in my mind, so we you know. are going to die. We are going to die. <laughs> you're yeah. also talking to a guy who thinks
1: Temple of Doom is the second best indeed movie, so god damn it, you're so wrong. Oh my god. <laughs> how do you how do you think
2: that? How can After you, last you stayed, right? think that? Uh
1: no, actually, yes, if, so him. If, if I could rank the movies, it'd go: Crystal Skull,
0: Temple of Doom, Last nice. Crusade, Perfect. then Raiders.
2: You literally just put them in reverse oh, wait, wait.
0: order. Before Raiders, the TV series. Oh, that's right. And then,
2: <laughs> and
1: then but and oh. just before Raiders, Young Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I <laughs> No, no like the
2: movies, means. though, oh, not oh, just the TV. Oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah.
0: Young Indiana Jones movies. Yeah,
2: yeah. They were like, well, I think I think they were just they were like. Um, because they had two separate two ones. They had this series, and then they had yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there were. It was like a. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought they were solid. As, I, re, as I remember. Um, yeah. Or they like
0: combined Star Trek episodes into one Maybe, movie. maybe it maybe might something. be like that. Because
2: yeah. I know that they were. Because um, they were super long. I I just watched through them. I mean, at some point while we were doing this show, I think actually, and then before um, Raiders, Lego
1: Indiana it. Jones too. Mm. The video game? Uh, No, the little cartoons where they don't talk that you could get on Xfinity on demand for a
0: while. Oh, wait, wait, wait. After that and then before Raiders, (laughs) the uh, novelizations, the books.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's right. I have one of those. And then the comic books. And then the comic books. Um, Oh, actually, the... And then Boondock Saints because of of Sean Patrick Flannery. The LucasArts
0: video games like uh, Fate of Atlantis and stuff. (laughs) Uh, The one that wasn't
2: too bad was uh, The Staff of the Pharaoh...
1: King. It was on Staff the of Kings. Staff of
2: Kings. Um, I remember what the N sixty four one was. Emperor's Tomb. Emperor's Tomb was actually pretty good. Or was it? Was on an original Xbox.
0: Oh, the Infernal Machine. The that Infernal was the Machine was N64. the first. The, well,
2: the first uh, like three D one. Yeah. Um, and Desktop Adventures was awesome. Desktop Adventures was like a like a top so better than Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> All better than Raiders. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was it was better than Crystal Skulls. Yeah. <laughs> Not so that far. This yeah, is the stuff
1: was- stuff we watched this week.
2: So uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. James, what would you watch this week? Um not a whole lot. And it better be good. Uh well, actually there's a a a few pretty good things. So, um one Justified came back. Ooh. Uh I I actually f- I've seen the first 2 seasons. Yeah, you should see the next few cuz they're all really great. Um, so this is sort of the, if you haven't been watching Justified, this is the uh, this is the final season and the season in which sort of our, our main two characters are finally going to get pitted against, the against each other. Are doing the annoying thing
1: where AMC breaks them up a year apart? Where... No.
2: That's so annoying. I know, I agree. It's, these... I, it's actually how I fell off of, of Mad Men. Um, and I, I fell off of uh, Breaking Bad, too. But isn't as it well. Mad
1: Men? It's like a year and a half, though.
2: Oh, yeah, the yeah. Mad Men was horrible. Um When does it come back? I don't even know. That's the thing. I don't remember anymore. Yeah, like I, I don't even remember. I, I, it's been they, they so fucked that up that I don't have any clue when that show comes back or like when I'm supposed to be looking for it. But I I almost would have missed Breaking Bad. Like Breaking Bad, I had to catch up so like the first few episodes of that last section I missed and then had to go back and find. So anyway, no, uh, it's on FX, not on AMC. So they're doing it properly. Um, and so this is the season where they're setting up for. For Boyd and Raylan to really like go at it, and and one of them is probably going to end up dead. Um, and the the first episode is is really solid. There's some there's some awesome moments in that in in that episode, um, including just some like kind of fun little throwaway scenes that were just really well written, intense, and, and and weren't weren't hugely important to the plot of that episode. There, there's some stuff you know that they're setting up, but just just some cool little scenes in there. Um, so, if you have been watching Justified, you should obviously go check this out because it's man still one of my favorite things on TV. Um, but if you haven't, then you should go back and watch. The I saw first the trailer for it,
1: and it wasn't any trailer that had any clips from the show, but it's really cool because it's Raylan and. Ba- I forgot the bad guy's name is. Uh, Boyd. Boyd. Boyd
2: Crowder, yeah. They're walking through a house or something that's fallen apart. It's pretty sweet. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah, because he's set up his dad's old house, he's set up as like a like sort of an outpost right mm. now. So he's living up there. Because he's. Raylan is, is about to um, transfer back to Florida, which is where he is at the yeah. beginning of the show. Because his wife, uh, who just had his baby, uh, well, actually his ex wife, but uh, who just had his baby has moved back down there. And so he's finally decided after the events of the last season, like, look, I'm going to go back down there and live the rest of my life, not in Harlan County, because Harlan County is going to probably kill me. Um, and it's just taking too much out of my life. So that's why the show is going to end. But before he does that, he's decided, like, look, I can't in good conscience do this. Like, I can't leave without having put Boyd Cratter behind bars. So he's sticking around simply because he's got a CEO who um, who is going to give him information about Boyd that he thinks can get him in jail. Um, And so there's just like there's this ticking clock on it where the sooner he can make that happen, the better. But at the same time, like there is no guarantee that Raylan actually survives the season. Uh, I actually think it would be interesting if he didn't like there's this dark side of me that thinks the show would be perfect if the two of them were dead by the end of the season. Mm. Um, Because there is something, the show is built on this idea that there is something very tragic about that part about that County. And if they delivered on that, I think that would be really interesting. It would probably piss my parents off to no end, but But for me,
1: I think too, if you do that with a hero, make sure he goes out cool.
2: Oh, for sure. You know, don't just kill them for the sake of killing them, right? Um, But there is this, you know, pretty much every season they end the season with this this song about Harlan County that is titled "You Never Leave Harlan Alive." Um, And you know, there's in there it talks about like, well, you know, at some point we moved away, but eventually we lost some money and moved back to Harlan, and like everybody comes back to that county, and eventually that's where they meet their end. Um, And so I think there is sort of this. There's definitely a genuine threat there. And there's a good scene in the first episode where where his old boss even says that to him. And is like, look, you think you're badass, but you could end up being the one dead. Hmm. Um, and so I think they're doing a good job of setting it up so that you understand, like, look, we're not promising you that, that this is going to end in a happy way. So it's cool. Definitely very cool. Um, Down Abbey has, of course, come back, and that's still good. Um, and then I also got a chance to go see The Imitation Game. I don't think I got to talk about this the last time I was on. Um, no, I couldn't have. Uh, and it, it's fantastic. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think that the the story that they're telling about how Alan Turing and his team solved that issue and is, is really fascinating, um... And, and for me, I actually didn't have a problem with like, with the way that it ended and and sort of the, the facts that they end up popping up at the end as as far as like, what happens near the end of his life and and the these issues about um, how the British government treated homosexual people during that period. Um, I just felt like it was, like the focus was, the focus was diverted
0: because it feels like a lot of the movie year spent trying to solve the enigma puzzle then towards the end it's like oh by the way the britain treated homosexuals really poorly
2: well but i i think it's less that and more um you know in my like my takeaway from it was they don't invest you as much in how does he solve the puzzle like it doesn't actually they don't really explain to you how his machine works or or when he has breakthroughs really what the breakthrough is um other than the big one right when he when he when he finally figures out how he can start to decipher it that's when it's really huge um but what that machine is really doing they never really show you so it's a lot of like the the work that goes into it and the fact that he has to that he believes so thoroughly that his machine and his idea will solve the problem that he's willing to completely forego all of the traditional ways of solving the issue um which I think they do a really good job of that because, like at the very beginning, they explain to you um like how many millions of years it would take for people to solve the one issue or like the one day's mystery right um and just how daunting the task is, and so while you've got this room of people who they want to do it the way that they think would solve it, he's in the other room, like doing what seems like mad science in order to solve the mystery. And so that part's really cool. And then when you get to the end and they, they sort of reveal that, that no one knew no one is, was ever able to know what he did. And so for the rest of his life, um, he didn't get to be treated like a hero the way, even the way that like a normal soldier returning from war would have. Right. Like he didn't get to explain to people how amazing what he did was. Um, And if he had some of the things that the government did to him because of who he was might have just sort of been ignored because it was like, well, you know, you also saved millions of lives. Um, I don't know. I I think it drew a a pretty even balance. Um, And, yeah, you even brought it up when you talked about it, like the scene which is awesome. The scene when they then have to decide how to use the information they have is uh, like, that's the reason you make the movie. Like that scene alone is just so fascinating and cool. Um, that it just, it's absolutely a movie. Everybody should check out at some point. Um, just to know the story. Cause it's, it's really, really good. Um, and Benedict Cumberbatch is fantastic. Of course. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think that's everything I've watched. I also go. Oh well. So my roommate Dan, who's been on the show before, um, we were just talking last week, and uh, I was talking about Lethal Weapon, and he said, "Oh man, I've I've never seen a Lethal Weapon movie." And I said, "You know what? I I'm gonna go out on limb lim here and say that I think, I think I like Lethal Weapon more than Die Hard." And at that moment, he was like, "Cool." We should watch Lethal Weapon. (laughs) And so we went and we found it. you can get it on Amazon. So we watched Lethal Weapon. And I still think that's true. I really like Lethal Weapon. You watch it now. There's some, like, things that are very, like, kind of corny when you go back to it now. The final fight scene? Um, No. No, no. It's corny because he he says, "Let
1: let him fight it out. Let him fight it out. No. It's
2: corny the final fight scene is one of the most amazing things (laughs) to ever happen in an action scene in film (laughs) history as everything from everything from the moment that Mel Gibson just hits the ground running. Like I think I I almost want to say barefoot, but he's not um, shirtless (laughs) with with, like the gun around his waist and he's going to chase down a guy in a car. Everything from that moment to the final credits is the coolest shit <laughs> that has ever happened in an action movie. The fact that that movie ends with, like, a mud-wrestling fight between Mel Gibson and Gary Busey on his on on somebody's front lawn with, like, cops around. And, like, that shot... Two days retirement. That shot when Mel Gibson gets Gary Busey's neck, like, in between his legs. And Mel's, like, on his back and, like pushing up and it's just the coolest looking fight that oh man it's so good um and i i genuinely think that those two characters are really interesting like i i am attached to those guys but i i, I also have watched that movie like my whole life and grew up on Riggs and murtaugh and you know it's funny going back and watching the first one because i realized what what, like, essential things to those characters aren't even in that movie. Like, the fact that you don't learn in the first movie that Riggs can pop his shoulder out like he's a fucking superhero and, like, escape from any prison by popping out his shoulder. Like, things like that that in my mind are just essential things about Riggs. Like, Riggs which is a, a madman who would you know <laughs> gladly kill himself just because he's so depressed and also he's got this superpower where we can pop his shoulder out and solve all crime um that to me is is essential, but it's not even in that movie um I don't know i I think that movie is awesome. I think it's really, really awesome uh and the whole the whole series to me is fantastic. Shane Black is so good, so good.
1: Hey, it's so pey, put me in a movie
2: man. At the end of the fourth one, Joe Pesci's, like, telling that story about Froggy and how, like, you know... His you didn't even
1: acknowledge my great Joe Pesci impression. It was um, an amazing.
2: I thought that was Joe Pesci. Unbelievable. I, I didn't know... I the, worked on that just now. I didn't know that you knew Joe Pesci. I don't know how you got him on the show. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Lethal Open's really good. Watch it on Netflix or on uh, Amazon. I have it on Blu-ray. Maybe I'll watch it this week. Yeah. There's not a good way to get, like, a four-pack. There is. It just came out. Really? Yeah, all four films. Because I was just looking online, the only one that I saw was. I think um, it's Best Buy only. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was I it was on Amazon and it, there was an international version that you could get. Yeah, but uh, I think you get all four films and
1: it's like seventeen bucks. Oh, that's really good.
2: Yeah, okay. I'm gonna go look at that.
1: Brad, what'd you get?
2: Watch
0: this what? week. What I watch this week? Yeah. I Are started you watching. What? You're still on the show, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, he was just
2: bored by my whole conversation about uh, the Luther Weapon.
0: I was thinking about Best Buy and how they're doing a lot of exclusive Blu ray stuff. I know, you just
1: sent that thing about Munich. Can't wait. Yeah.
2: Ooh, what's Munich getting? A exclusive Blu ray. <laughs> you can Best only fun. get a Best Buy. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Uh,
0: I started watching Star Trek Voyager. Um, I. S- I watched the first season when it came out on UPN back in the day. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. UPN, Yeah.
2: (laughs) You didn't didn't watch the whole series? No. Oh, I I genuinely really like Star Trek Voyager. Like, it's a little bit more, um, like, I almost want to say corny, but, uh, but I like those characters.
0: Um, I I like the characters enough, but it's like I just wrapped watching Next Generation again (coughs) and then watching all the bonus features, uh, like the makings of behind the scenes of what people's opinions of the show were. And like at the time next generation was ending, they were also doing pre-production on generations, the movie, Mm -hmm. and then continuing. I think deep space nine was getting its third year, third season. Yeah. And then they were developing for a year down the road, Voyager to come out. So all within two years, it's just like this massive star Trek thing. Yeah. And so, like watching Voyager, I'm in, I think I'm halfway through second season right now Mm -hmm. of Voyager. And it's kind of like, there hasn't been like an episode that's really grabbed my attention. Like the next gen has episodes. Mm. Like I haven't got to that episode. that's just like iconic yet. Mm. Um, and it feels like because it's kind of a continuation, because there's threads in the season seven of next generation, like the Maquis and, uh, um, Mostly the Maquis, um, and stuff for DS9 mm-hmm. are like happening at the same time, so a lot of those story threads are just continuing over. And um, hearing the creators talk about like Gene Roddenberry's vision of the show, and it feels like Voyager is very much a very much compromised. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot more. Like even though it's dramatically not inter- interesting, but Roddenberry really wanted like all Starfleet people to not have prejudice or Mm -hmm. like bad attitudes about anything and Voyager like obviously because of the Maquis like there's clearly humans that aren't Mm -hmm. model citizens
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, and it's just like a weird I don't compromise of that vision yeah Um, but again it's it's only again Star Trek Next Generation didn't get great until season three and four so yeah uh, it's I'll like Voyager get a gets legs yet there's a lot of like storylines around Kess that are just like oh she has mental powers great
2: i really hate Kess, and when Kess goes away <laughs> the show gets better
0: <laughs> i didn't know she went away i like
2: i oh sorry um yeah thanks yes yeah, so, well it's because at some point you get seven nine, and was
0: well, I, I was reading the trivia and she just didn't want to act anymore <laughs> in oh, general yeah? like she oh, wow. wanted to leave hollywood so
2: um it, it's weird and it almost feels sleazy to say this because like it's seven of nine and seven of nine has like this you know sort of reputation about her because like you know they, they wanted a, they, to make the show they, sexier they put a busty lady in like a really form-fitting coat um oh, or, or jerry jacket ryan. You know. i don't even know
1: what you're talking about until you said that <laughs>
2: yeah you should say oh jerry ryan <laughs> um but uh but the truth is i think that character is really interesting and i think that is the part where the point where the show gets she's not in it since the beginning i swore that's no. the
1: only advertisements of that I've ever Oh I think she yeah. comes
2: in season 4? Uh yeah, 3 or 4 somewhere yeah. like that. Um but she for me is a huge shift in that show and it, you know there's a lot more Borg and um I think the premise of that show is really cool.
0: Uh well yeah, the idea of getting transported 75 yeah. years away from home and yeah. The, uh, there's no quick way to get back. But then there's the other weird thing is like so you're in this unexplored quadrant where people haven't really interacted with humans yet. Every ship they come across, everyone just speaks
2: English. Well, they have the universal. Other. They have the universal translator, which which translates languages they've never heard before. Uh, I mean, it does in next gen. Like <laughs> for the most part, like
0: yeah, that's yeah.
2: the it's the, um, it's the thing
0: that like in next gen because it's mostly the alpha quadrant that I don't know.
2: Well, but they in next gen, they they like meet species they've never met before, and they're able to to do it, and in the original series, too. like It's just one of those things where you can't have, like... If, you can't spend 20 minutes trying
0: to learn language before you can start the story. Right,
2: because you know what's, what character was one of the most obnoxious characters in Star Trek Enterprise? Was the translator. Like, it's just, yeah, it's... That's, it, like,
0: the last Star Trek show I have to watch.
2: Oh, God, it's so disappointing.
0: Again, I s- watched, like, the first five episodes I've of I've seen the, the movies. It's funny, because I... Uh, it's funny because we'll call you when we need you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, you. You know, you were talking about that that time where there were like there were two Star Trek shows on, and there were these movies that were great. Like, I remember that time, and it was like the golden age of being a Star Trek fan. Um, but when I look back at it now, um, because Star Trek Voyager, like among my friends who we all watched it at the time, like we all remember it very fondly, um, but it didn't critically do as well. Uh, I mean, it ran for a really long time. but Yeah, they all had seven seasons. Yeah, exactly. And it it got a really good ending. Uh, Like, it didn't get canceled like Enterprise did. Um, But I look back at it now, and and I think if you you had that kind of um, opportunity today, you wouldn't have told a story like Voyager, because you would have wanted to tell a story that tied, that grew the universe. And the truth is that, like, at a point at which you have, you've got um deep space 9 that's doing so well and uh and then you've got these movies like you want to grow you want to weave all this stuff into itself and and create you know the way that Marvel has been doing right like create this grander vision that makes people want to watch all the different shows and and really feel like they're on top of what's going on uh but voyager you're taking those characters and sticking them literally so far away that if they could in any way be involved with what's going on in any other like uh, uh, show or movie it would break the premise of the show Um, that it it, you know it's probably a bad move but I I love the idea Um, it made that show
0: I feel like as like because the writers were so burnt out after Next Gen yeah uh, I feel like they just um, wanted to put them so far away so they wouldn't be they wouldn't have that easy out of like making a Klingon episode or a Romulan episode. Like they wanted mm-hmm. to have completely, yeah, original ideas. Yeah, uh, so not having stuff to fall back on
2: was. Eric Bana was a Romulan. <laughs> and uh, and you're you're right. And I think that's one of the weaknesses of the show at times yeah. because it means that they also do some kooky shit. Uh, i mean that's that show is the only show to have an episode decanonized because it 's so horrible wait, wait, wait. um yeah you haven 't been you haven 't gotten to it yet, but there is an episode of that show that is officially decanonized because it introduces an idea I, i'll i 'll spoil it a little bit for you, but there is an episode where they break warp ten, and the consequences of breaking warp ten are fucking stupid as shit remember and when kirk
1: i mean uh Picard and Worf are on the top of this like space station trying to repair it. And they're getting like shot at and stuff.
2: Picard, oh, you?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I said Picard eventually. <laughs> um, and they're fighting in slow
2: motion because they're in space. <laughs> so when you get to uh, to that episode, you'll know it. But it, it, the 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 premise of like or the, what the what they're introducing is so bad that it's officially not the actual consequence, or it's so stupid that in the Star Trek canon that no longer happens. If you if you could pass warp ten, which you can't that wouldn't be the result. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I enjoy that show.
0: Ronald, Ronald Moore was saying that he's at a point where he's like, uh, now we have the reboots, he feels like the continuity of Star Trek is so complicated now that uh, they should just wipe out and start over as a TV show. Just throw it out there.
2: You could. I, I mean, I, I think that if you told an interesting story, I think that Star Trek fans wouldn't really give a shit what canon it's a part of i mean they would spend their time trying to figure it out but like if you made a new deep space nine and the characters were interesting and the stories were well written i don't think that the fans out there are gonna like are, are at the end of the day really gonna give a shit would you know in. um i think you could tell it in the like most modern version right and i think that would be the smart thing to do is to basically say that it exists in some later period in the in the J J Abrams run, but I don't know. I I don't really care. I I think that those fans are so starved for content that um and and so heavily addicted to the idea that they would take anything as long as it's well written, you know. Um,
0: also, Voyager is a really sterile looking ship. The interior is just gray. Yeah, everywhere you go.
2: Yeah, but I mean, is that really any different than like the interior of the Enterprise?
0: No, well, in the movies,
2: in the movies, yes.
0: But like the in the show, it's very bright and uh, yeah. vibrant, and it, there's lots of color and yeah.
2: Well, but eventually, it's got deep space, or it's got seven and nine, and and she's got big boobs. So oh, um, well, I'm like back you, in. <laughs> you know, you you take some, you lose some. That's me sucking her boobs. Oh. I thought that was EU like eating corn nuts. Nope. That's sucking boobs,
1: guys. Oh, okay. Is seven of nine a, a real chick or she an Android?
2: Uh so she's she was a Borg, but they un, they basically unplug her hmm. and, and give her back her nice. independent thought.
1: So she's all good to go. Uh
2: well I don't know actually. We never see her naked, so it could be that some of her parts are completely replaced by robots. Uh no. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, but she's in that like s- that form-fitting like jumpsuit thing. So yeah. if she had like weird robot parts, You'd see it. yeah, y- yeah, things would be all bumpy.
1: No, I love Friends on Blu-ray because it's high definition, and Jennifer Aniston is always nipping out. Are those Blu-rays? Her, her mm-hmm. boob, her boobs
2: could be robots,
1: maybe.
0: Seven and nine, um, and Deanna Troy should go pick out dresses together because they both <laughs> wear. <their> birth.
2: <laughs> Star Trek Sk- dishy gals,
0: skin tight suits that aren't standard Starfleet. Cool. What else you watch this week, Jim-
2: Brad? <laughs>
0: um, Before we lose all our listening audience. Uh, about, hey, we were talking because uh, you're s- bored doesn't mean the audience is bored.
2: Uh, we were talking about boobs. Uh, there are plenty of people still yeah. listening.
0: Um, I think that is it.
2: Really? Pro- yeah. Sure. Yeah. You said that knowing like. Like, you know that there's something else he watch. Well, I know Brad, and I know he's forgetting something. I know. I Most likely.
0: Well, why don't you just start talking about your stuff, and then, <laughs> and then he'll I'll look at my Netflix Will. queue and see if I selected something else. Cool. Uh,
1: I really don't watch TV too often, um, but this week, I, I recorded them because I was getting good reviews, and I watched the uh, series of Galavant. <laughs> and oh, my dad was telling me about that. It's actually pretty funny. Yeah? It's um, a silly musical comedy, and each episode is only 20 minutes long. So it goes by really fast. When I was thinking when it was recording that each episode was an hour, but uh, ABC evidently wanted to burn them out because it was only four weeks long, and they aired two episodes every Tuesday. Huh. So I don't know if it's coming back or not, but it's pretty funny. Uh, The first episode starts with... You guys saw the weird trailer that it didn't look like it was real when we were in the movies. Uh, And Galavant is in love with a swan girl. The king comes from his castle and he takes her so galvant goes to rescue her and then when he gets there after he beats all the the guards and stuff she says actually I'm going to stay here because he's rich and so he becomes despondent and leaves and he doesn't want to be a hero anymore and then the rest of the show is him reliving uh recapturing I guess his here as heroism heroism interesting it's cute and the the music's really catchy uh the acting's really funny in it Weird Al Yankovic is in an episode. Dude. So right away it's good, you know? Yeah. It it, it literally took me, I think, <laughs> three hours to get through the whole series. What are the production values? Is it look pretty good? good? Oh okay. yeah. Alan Menken did the music and the lyrics, and he did The Little Mermaid and other Disney stuff cool. and Broadway stuff, so the numbers are really catchy. Probably the the lead character is okay. I mean, he's good, but he's not that interesting. The guy who plays King John's really good though. I think that's his name is King John, maybe. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank right now, but he's the villain in it and he's really funny. Uh, I also watched a slasher movie called Sorority Row, which is horrible acting. Is that
2: the one where the 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 um, the killer is using like a like a tire yeah. iron with a different like yep. stabby implement on each end? Yep. Why? Because,
1: dude, it's cool. The acting is really bad in it. No what, but there's no. lots of girls that have nakedness and No but why why would that be his weapon? Uh well, in the movie James, these girls play a I don't understand. They're playing a prank on this guy that this girl pretends she got roofied and she dies and then they say, "Oh, let's just dump her body." And so they're going to dump her body and the guy who thought he killed her With the roof, he stabs her through the chest with a tire iron. I don't know why he does it; it doesn't make any sense. It's to set up him killing them later.
2: Oh, so it is him that kills them later? No, it's somebody
1: else. It's stupid. Doesn't make any sense. Oh, it's uh, the the gore effects and the the actual horror part is not too bad. It's just the rest of the stuff is it's just really it's all the other shit. Uh, There's there's a worse way to spend. 90 minutes. Hmm. Um, I might have to think hard about how it could be. Uh, like torturing a person. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those movies that when I go to Best Buy or Trademark and they're $3.99 on Blu-ray and it's a horror movie, I'll go, eh, whatever. And yeah. I get it. And I guess it's worth $3. <laughs>
2: I guess. Cool.
1: I, I rewatched rewatch non There's another movie that was on sale at Target oh, this week. Yeah. And...
2: How about that scene where he catches that gun, man? Dude,
1: so the the movie is actually really fun, and I'm getting really into it because I think it came out last February. Yep, yes, it did. And I'm watching and I say, oh, this movie's pretty badass. Like Liam Neeson, what's going on with this this mystery? And then it gets to the last ten minutes, like, oh yeah, this is why this movie just falls on its face.
2: I don't remember what what Because happens to the basically,
1: deadline. the whole setup is cool because you're trying to figure out who's yeah who's killing whom on the plane yeah. and. You know what's going on. And Liam and Neeson. He's got the British
2: girl from Downton Abbey on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then Liam Neeson doesn't know what's going on either. And
2: I think I texted him like, I'm going to kill somebody on this plane. And then people minutes, keep showing yeah. up dead. Yeah. It's kind of stupid, but it's fun.
1: Yeah. And then at the end, it's veterans of the Iraqi war. And they want to take people down oh. to prove that there's a fault in the system with U.S. Marshals on board planes. Oh, that's right. Like, oh, lame. But then then the plane's going down, and he falls back, and his gun goes in the air, and he grabs it and shoots a dude in the head Yeah, while the plane is, like, falling out of the air. It's awesome. So, yeah, there's that. Fuck yeah. It's fun. Oh, nonstop. It's not a bad movie until the last part. You just skip that part. Yeah. I still had fun watching it. You know, the thing with... I've been watching a lot of Liam Neeson movies for some reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got A Walk Among the Tombstones, because when I bought my new TV from Best Buy, I got a gift card. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, whatever. It's free. So... (laughs) I walk among the tombstones. It's actually not too bad. So uh,
2: yeah, so watch nonstop. <clears throat> maybe you, maybe what you should do is you you watch nonstop, and then when you get to that section, you just immediately put in uh, Air Force One. Yeah. And, and then, then when <laughs> Air Force One is over, you switch back, and you just watch the scene where Liam Neeson catches a gun in the air, and you're
1: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Maybe I should do. That.
2: Where all of a sudden it's revealed like that Liam Neeson just was <laughs> Liam Neeson was Harrison Ford was the president the whole time. <laughs> That'd be awesome.
1: I know. His new movie, uh, Run Away, I forget what it's called. Um, Run All Night. Yeah. It was Did you see that trailer? Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Right? Yeah. It looks like Taken, but yeah. with that dude. I rewatched Gone Girl.
2: Uh, um, Blu-ray, by the way, it looks stunning. Yeah. That, case, that case looks cool. Is the Blu-ray case pretty neat?
1: Yeah, it's really cool if you want to look at it. There's only one special feature. a commentary by David Fincher, but it comes oh. with an amazing Amy book. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, in fact, the Blu-ray looks so good that I never noticed when I saw in the theater, but you, you see Neil Patrick Harris's wiener and Ben Affleck's wiener. So oh, my for, goodness. For all those girls out there. we why, s- we why spent are you time watching all the wiener? Oh, we man, spent
0: time they, talking about... Do Blu-ray still have that feature where you can zoom in on frames? <laughs> I'm sure it did. Oh, yes.
2: shit. I forgot you used to be able to do that in DVDs. <laughs> yeah. Know. Because here's uh, the crazy
0: thing. And so I'm watching it. And, I mean, to zoom in on chick's boobs, of course.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah.
1: so I'm watching it, and uh, spoilers for Gone Girl. She kills Neil Patrick Harris, and she's on top of him and she gets off him and he's you know covered in blood yeah and there's his like dong just hanging out and then ben affleck gets into the shower and there's this moment where he turns towards the camera and his dick's like
0: <laughs> it bumps the camera lens <laughs> yeah. and it breaks the glass <laughs> totally. a little bit
1: uh, so but the, the movie is really good uh <laughs> watching it again uh ben affleck is really good in the movie his performance is really really good
2: yeah it's really wow. subtle Uh
1: huh. and i think what the why the movie works really well is you hate each one of them every 20 minutes (laughs) you end up hating amy more because she embellishes every story yeah and but ben affleck she's she's the fucking devil yeah Yeah. it's a really fascinating story um i watched tommy boy on blu-ray oh yeah and my tweet that I sent out about Tommy we got favorited by David Spade. so Oh, wow. So a celebrity favorited my tweet, and no. it, it got us about another 20 followers
2: because of it. No.
0: Favorited by David Spade's PR team. Did uh, you, or by
2: his PR team. that's all good. Did, uh, did you get to see Chris Farley's penis in this no, movie? No, I didn't. What about David Spade? No. God damn it. Uh, the even on, even really on Blu-ray? The movie's funny still, though. Yeah, even on Blu-ray.
1: The movie still makes me laugh. I th- it's obviously Farley's best movie. Uh-huh. But, um, it's just really good. It's silly. And I, I watched it so many times when I was younger, and I haven't seen it in a long time. And just watching it again uh, brought back great memories. Of mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just he's one of those guys who just totally went for it uh, in his performance in that movie, mm-hmm. Farley. And he does a really good job balancing being a comedic genius and being really tender. And I think uh, the world really lost someone special. Well, he did it to himself, so I guess yeah. He, you know, but it's a shame. Because he, I think he could have been a really big star, bigger than he is already. I don't know. I feel like if he got much bigger, that would have been unhealthy. Well, I mean, you dick. I mean, just as far as profiles. Um, I also got a tweet favorited by Rebecca Isaacs. You know, oh shit! Yeah, I've had, I've had a good week with celebrities. My goodness. Uh, she she do it she drew a picture of uh, Spider Gwen. I was mm. like, oh my gosh, I love her.
2: Uh, She's uh, so good.
1: Continuing my Tom Cruise Uh, Collateral I watched, which that movie is badass. I just got that Blu-ray, yeah. I I forgot how great that movie is. I haven't seen that movie in so long. And by the way, the Blu-ray looks amazing. And I think it's because Michael Mann uses digital cameras to shoot.
2: Yeah. Before it
1: was, I mean, everybody does it now, but I mean, before it was really cool. Yeah. Um, And the way he shoots, because he doesn't glorify gun violence
2: like a lot of people do. Uh, and at Tom well, Cruise's place... Well, in that movie, he doesn't glorify the gun violence. Yeah, I guess. If you go watch, like, Public Enemies... I haven't seen Public Enemies. Like, Public Enemies looks like a fucking history channel reenactment. It <laughs> looks so bad. It looks like a student film. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, because that one he shot digital. Like, Is it even... Di- no, or Is he shooting it on video.
0: Ever since Collateral, he's been doing, like... I don't know. His version of digital is weird. Yeah, because... Like, yeah, because... It's, it's, with, it's with, more collateral,
2: of a style. with the collateral it's gorgeous but like the movement is weird like i can't remember what it is i i've, I've heard it explained once but um with public enemies it really does I, there is a scene in that movie where they're getting shot at in a in this like house out in the woods and i swear it, it looks like the sh- you know those shitty history channel reenactments where they're like mm-hmm. this may- they were in a Cabin, and then the Sasquatch was like scratching at the window, and like, yeah. and then there's like just a shaking camera inside of a cabin to make mm-hmm. you feel like there's a Sasquatch outside. It looks like that, it, it looks, looks like so video. bad. Yeah. yeah, oh, it's uh, oh, he does man. some sort of filter on him for sure, uh, um, but it's it's the way that it moves, yeah, it's the, it's the frame rate that like something about it is just off. I don't think uh,
0: there's like a technique of using, like, the raw camera information and then ha- enhancing it. And it looks like what it would look like before you did that.
1: Yeah. Mm. In the movie, Tom Cruise plays a hitman who hires Jamie Foxx for the night. And it's... Jamie Foxx is just taking him to different spots around... Jamie Fox is, like, a taxi driver. He is a taxi driver. It's taking him to different spots around L.A. while Tom Cruise is assassinating people. And the first one goes bad. He shoots a guy. He falls out of the window falls on Jimmy Fox, Max's, his character's name is Max, on his car. And so then he's really stuck with him. Mm-hmm. And th- just the performance of Tom Cruise is so good in the movie. He, They have these little moments where it's kind of like the old taxi cab confessions on HBO uh-huh. where they're just talking to each other. And I don't know, it's really well done and it's a cool thriller. Uh, Tom Cruise dies really cool at the end. And... Yeah. <laughs> just the movie's really well done uh, from top to bottom. And it's cool to see Tom Cruise play something totally different Yeah, and know that he can pull it off. Cause he has an intensity anyways when he performs and when you ratchet up and he's has no moral code, it's a really fascinating study.
2: Yeah. That was one of those first ones where, um, where he was really like a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one of his good. only
1: movies he's a villain in. Yeah. Can't even think of another one. Yeah. Uh, and and Dan actually, who was on the show, tweeted that he liked that to me after I tweeted it out. That Collateral's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other Tom Cruise movie I saw was Rain Man, and I haven't seen that movie in years. I couldn't even. The only obviously the only thing I remembered was definitely definitely not yeah. Monday. Yeah. Uh, the movie is wow, really man. really good. Yep. And it maybe has my favorite Tom Cruise moment. Oh. Is uh, he's driving. Uh, Dustin Hoffman's character. I forget it. I can't remember his character's name. Gosh. Sometimes things escape me. Uh, anyways, they're driving,
2: and his brother... Ray.
1: Ray, really, yeah. Ray, because he's Rain Man, yeah. Yeah, really wants to go to Kmart Spoilers. to get his boxers. And he keeps on saying, "We we need to go to Kmart. And what's great about Hoffman's performance is he never changes. Huh. Where you get frustrated because that's how good it is dude why don't you just answer him but then you realize it's the disease he has uh and tom cruise is saying why why does it fucking matter and he gets out of the the convertible and he starts just screaming about how stupid kmart is and it's such a great moment and he plays tom cruise plays like the ultimate 80s douchebag in that movie where yeah. he's literally a lamborghini dealer
2: yeah. And he needs
1: this money from his rich father to save his Lamborghini dealership.
2: Oh man. It's he's
1: the biggest yuppie ever. In that. I
2: forgot about that. Yeah.
1: And the way he treats that's his awesome. brother at the beginning yeah. and how it's, the movie should not work. It really shouldn't. It's <laughs> it's really corny, but for some reason it just gets elevated. I don't know if it's the performances. I I think that's what it is, but it is. There's a part where they're going at the end, they're talking about if they're taking Ray away from him. And they said, can you make a connection? And the doctor is asking him questions and he keeps on saying, yeah, yeah. And Tom Cruise says, well, quit belittling him." And he goes over and he says, you know, they're going to take me away. And then Dustin Hoffman does this little like head lean on Tom Cruise. And it just, oh, it's so great. And uh, he, he is learning from uh, Tom Cruise's character and, Tom Cruise becomes a better man by at the end of the movie. And it's just a great movie. I forgot how great it was. Yeah. No, and maybe long. I was too young to appreciate it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and the last thing I saw this week, and I actually just got done seeing it, was American Sniper. Um, it's obviously... Th- I, I felt like I had to see it because it was the movie that everybody's talking about right now.
0: Yeah. And it's American.
1: And it is American. You do it for
0: America. It is great for America.
1: And... and <laughs> Here, here's the thing with this movie is the part where he's in Iraq and doing the tours is really, really good. The other stuff is so bad that I can't even tell you. I don't know why people think it's a great movie. I wouldn't say it's a bad movie.
0: The stuff like where he's on his phone saying he wants to come home.
1: <laughs> yeah. And there's just things like that. So he's uh, a <gasps> reference w- to last week's episode. I want to come home, baby. I want to come home. And he's in the middle of a a gunfight. Now, I don't know if that really happened where he's going to call his wife when he's getting surrounded by the Iraqi forces insurgents. Yeah. But he takes time to call his wife and saying he wants to come home. And then he jumps off the roof to run away. Um, But, I mean, the scenes where he's he's there and, I mean, we had uh, Steve on the show and I actually disagree with him. I I think the parts where he is deciding whether he's going to kill people when he's a sniper, I think are actually pretty tense. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's sprinkled in. So the opening of the movie is him on... It's from the trailer. He's, am I going to shoot this kid or not? Yeah. Then it cuts away and it goes to him as a kid and he's hunting with his dad and he shoots a deer and kills it. And I'm not joking. This is literally a line from the movie. The dad says, you're a pretty good shot. Maybe you should do this for a living. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) And then it cuts... (sighs) No, it gets worse. It gets worse. So then the next scene with him is they cut to a dinner scene, and his little brother has a black eye, and they're all sitting there, and his dad says, there's three people in the world. There's sheep, there's wolves, and there's sheepdogs. I don't want any sheeps in my family. And he takes off his belt and puts it on the table, like he's going to beat his son because his son got beat up. And then you find out that his other son... Uh, so he's telling the story. So the sheep is his younger brother, and then the wolf is the bully that's beating him up. And guess who's a sheep dog who who keeps everybody in line? Oh yeah, it's Chris Kyle who goes over and beats up the bully. It's
2: I, I hate heavy-handed.
1: To... Yes, and I hate to say this, but I'll also spoil this movie sure. for some people. Right. So spoilers for real life. So yeah. So in the movie, there's an alleged great sniper named Mustafa. And he's picking off Americans left and right. And Mustafa and, like the Like the Lion like King. Like the Lion King. And <laughs> so the first time he, he goes out, uh Chris Kyle just misses him. And he comes home and while he's at his home, he's watching a video of the Mustafa who videotapes him shooting American soldiers and he sells it on the black market so people can see what he does. And he's just sitting there watching it and he's he says, That's Mustafa. I know it is. And then his wife will say, Where are you? You're not at home. You know, your kids don't even know who their father is. Like, oh my God. It's just so heavy handed and so stupid. The dialogue is so <sighs> Jilted. Jilted. Really. Yeah. And They're stilted, I mean. Stilted I and mean. uh what's the word where it's really patriotic? Djangoistic. Ah, oh, Yeah, Djangoistic. Yeah. Yeah. And it just you're just really, dude? It just feels like I don't know, they just should have kept it in Iraq because but then it goes after he kills that kid and the mom then it goes on like a 10 minute greatest hits of a sniping so it's literally him just sniping people left and right
0: a sniping montage
1: yeah it's a sniping <gasps> montage
2: this movie's getting boring guys we need a sniping <laughs> montage so Here we got a montage yeah. yeah and then all of a sudden you find out that he's harrison ford and he's the president of the united states <laughs> right and the movie just takes off
0: so so is it true that the baby this is as fake as they say. Oh yeah,
1: there's a part where he, he picks it up and the baby uh, this is visual, you can't see on the podcast but uh, I'll just demonstrate for you guys so he picks up the baby and it's like this <laughs> 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 it's completely like limp. <laughs> it looks bad. Uh, but, th- but it's so hard because the, the dialogue is so bad. It's so
2: bad when he's at home and it's so... It, it sounds to me like my prediction was right that the movie is good. That it, it's like it's like the Hurt Locker, where the movie is good except for those last like ten seconds when he goes home. But see, but see here's the thing: but in this is, case, the the part where he's at home is like what a yeah, third it's, of the movie. It's interspersed with the tours, right? right yeah. So,
1: and I, I, this sounds so bad. This the Hurt
2: Locker. I can just turn off yeah, a little. I'm going to sound like such good. an asshole
1: when I say this, but mm. this film actually plays to not intelligent movie goers Mm -hmm. because through this, because they make this Mustafa guy basically a super villain throughout the, the movie. There's a part in it where he's eating dinner at an Iraqi place and he notices that the guy has weapons stashed. And then the wife of the guy makes a phone call and all of a sudden that Mustafa guy is like oiling up his gun and putting it together like Rambo. And, and so he runs out and he's like parkouring across all the, uh, Roofs and he's picking off people left and right. And then when uh,
2: is he like? Is he like jumping from one roof to the other and then like doing a cartwheel and then like pulling out a sniper rifle and shooting somebody from far away? Basically.
1: And so at the towards the end of the movie, Chris Kyle feels this obligation to go back because this Mustafa guy's killed a lot of his guys. Cool, I understand that. You know, he's part of their family and they believe in their whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he feels an obligation. So he goes there and he sees that the Guy who's he's the sniper is actually killing. I mean, it's sad. He's killing uh UN workers and United States workers who are putting up a, a safety wall. He's just picking them off. So over a mile away, Chris Kyle takes a risk shot and he shoots and he kills Mustafa. And there's people in when I saw it were going, "Yeah, woo!" And I said, oh, "There you go. That's why this movie is popular. Fuck. Is because for some reason it's able to play to people." where they built up this super villain yeah. bad guy sniper, which he might have been, I don't know.
2: Yeah. But, but nobody like in a in a Jason Bourne movie when he kills like the crazy badass spy dude in like a in a crazy action scene. Nobody cheers. Yeah, because exactly. In, in this case it does. It has that very jingoistic yeah. weight behind it where it's like, oh man, Bradley Cooper just killed that guy for America, and exactly. Like,
1: and, uh, it, and, and see, that's the part where the the movie is not bad. It, it's not great though, and it's it's really right in the middle. Where if they would just cut the heavy handedness, and I I love America. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. don't be stupid about it. And don't. And it's play it's playing to pandering, pandering to audiences, yeah. and people are eating it up. And so he kills this guy. And that's when he calls his wife. He's like, "I'm ready to come home, baby." Because he did it. He did his mission. His mission was to kill this guy. So it feels. It just feels. Uh, I just. Yeah. Yeah, and then he, and of course, he comes back and he suffers from PTSD. It's really corny, and, but when he gets better and he's helping veterans, then all of a sudden it flash forwards to the day he was killed, which is really sad by a marine he was trying to help. Mm-hmm. But before he leaves the house, all his kids are like, "We love you, Daddy," and. Uh, yeah exactly and then he's talking about how he wants uh, to sleep with his wife and his wife's all like oh you're so cute and uh, just just too heavy handed yeah they should have played it way more straight and I've never I haven't read the book my brother has I'll ask him about it and see if the. but it,
2: but it doesn't matter It.
1: but there's a way to tell if the it, story is what I guess what I'm
2: saying right like even if every single thing in the movie is exactly perfect it doesn't matter if it rings false exactly and heavy handed it's detrimental to the story. And I'll so they you, would be better off changing it to make it not true anymore. The most poignant part so of that, that movie feels true.
1: is that when the credits were going, they were showing footage from his funeral progression. Mm. And it was people holding American flags and saluting him and stuff. And I, That's poignant. Mm-hmm. Telling his kids, saying, Oh, I can't wait till you come home down and play Skylanders with me. Uh, you got it, Bubba. I love you so much. Yeah, where, yeah, where I'm sure he probably says that, but... It, it,
2: I don't know. I mean, if you take it, um, I mean, this is a, a slightly awkward comparison, but if you take that and compare it to like The Imitation Game, where at no point is it at all like Go Britain or anything like that. Yeah, like but- they they, but they are telling a story about yeah. here's this guy who did something amazing, um, and and ended up like not having the best life. Um, but was dedicated to it. And here's the story of what he did and how important it really was. Like if they'd done the same thing here, Mm -hmm. but it's as soon as you start injecting it with that, like that, you know, sort of ultra patriotic mentality.
1: There's nothing wrong with it, but you have to, you can't make the story so stupid where when he's in Iraq and they're you know they're going in these missions. It's tense. He has to decide if he's going to shoot this kid who picks up a rocket launcher or not. And you know you feel that. You're like, no, I hope he doesn't have to kill the kid. But and that stuff's interesting to me. But when you go back and everything's so heavy
2: handed, and you're just like, dude, Bradley Cooper's great in it. He really is. Is I don't know. It's, so there was an interesting quote where uh, Clint Eastwood basically said something along the lines of of the movie actually being like this the the most Powerful anti war statement or something like that. Is there anything about it that feels that way or is it quite the opposite?
1: Uh, I'd say it's quite the opposite. Uh, there's parts in it where his friends die mm. and you're like, oh, that is sad. But then the next shot is him picking people off as he's sniping. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it doesn't feel like it's anti war at all. It feels that we were there for no reason. <laughs> I mean, but to, he it says it's anti war, but. Where the scene they show where Chris enlists in the military is a bomb went off in the Middle East after he was out drinking with his brother and riding fucking Broncos. And he says, Oh, someone's got to make a difference.
2: Ugh.
1: I'm not joking. I'm not I, I don't think he says someone's got to make a difference. Oh, okay. But it's basically implied that he said it. Okay. I,
2: he, I thought he like, looked at the camera and was like, oh. someone's got to make
1: a difference. Well, he, he dis- I'm pretty sure he says they're just killing us. Mm. and then he shows up at the... The next scene is him at the Navy Recruit Center.
2: Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I It just... Would you rather watch Battlefield? <laughs> or, sorry, would you rather watch Battleship, I mean? Yeah.
1: It's it's more entertaining. Interesting.
2: Interesting.
1: Uh, you, you, you can see it if you want. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but... And not everybody... Obviously, people were clapping when... Some things happened in the movie when yeah. they killed the bad guy. So it works just on some people. I've had people post on Facebook they've never cried so much in a movie. Um, I didn't cry at all. I was like, whatever. Um, saving Private Ryan's way more heartbreaking.
2: Right. But you know what? Hey, he fought for our country. and but, hey, Here's the thing. And this is what I said <laughs> back when, because I remember I didn't like Lone Survivor either. Like your review of this movie is not your review of that man or his <laughs> no, life. No, not at
1: all. Not um, at all. The movie is not told very... The story's not right, told like very well. My
2: my argument against Lone Survivor was that I thought that those guys probably deserved a better movie than the <laughs> one that was made for them. And probably that's what's true here, too. Yeah, I, people love it, though.
1: I am I guess... I, I think it got an A-plus cinema score. But I, I'm actually, I think, in line with the critics. I think the critics... I think it's like 62% or something on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So, Yeah. That's American Sniper. I just basically told you the whole movie. Enjoy. If you ever yep. want to go see it, I'd say yep. rent it. Yeah. Or, you know, I found out at Belmar, if you go early, it's only five bucks. So I was paid five bucks to see it.
2: Not bad. It was funny. When you were talking about Tom Cruise, I remember there was one more thing that I watched, mm-hmm. which was I went back and watched um, uh, Mission Impossible 3. Nice. And that movie's awesome. I love the beginning of that movie Opening so much. Of that movie's fucking amazing. He's such a great actor. Yeah. And then that uh, last weekend, it was like, uh, it was like s- spy weekend for me because then I watched uh, Clear and Present Danger because I got that on Blu-ray. I haven't seen that in a while. And that, that movie's awesome. Yeah, I haven't forgot. seen that in a while either. Yeah. That's a movie where... There was a time when Harrison Ford was so badass. Oh, yeah. And it, that movie has like a an awesome, intense, basically action scene where Harrison Ford is on a computer and another they're guy is also on a computer. And they're like racing each other. Like one of them is deleting files <laughs> and the other one is printing files. And you're like how is this so amazingly engrossing? You know, and then he they print some shit and he walks down the hallway. He's like, I got you, motherfucker. <laughs> like, he does, that's not what he says, but that's basically what he says. That would have been sweet. That movie's awesome. Oh, it's so good. This
1: week, we went and saw Whiplash. Brad, did people go see Whiplash?
0: Uh, uh Yes. It was a pretty good movie. <laughs>
1: pretty
2: good, pretty good movie.
0: <laughs>
1: James, should people go see Whiplash? That
2: was so funny. Uh, yeah, I I really liked this movie like a lot. Um, I would almost say I don't think you should miss Whiplash. Uh,
1: I agree with both of you. This is
2: a movie about drumming,
1: and I was literally on the edge of my seat going, "What's going to happen?" I next? know, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen next? Is he going to get a symbol thrown at him? Oh my God! They respect each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It sounds stupid, but you're totally right
2: No, it's so good Oh, okay, here's the trailer
0: This place is nice I really like the music that they play Bob Ellis on the drums (laughs) I'm part
2: of Schaefer's Top Jazz Orchestra It's the best music school in the country
0: The key is to just relax
1: Don't worry about the numbers Don't worry about what the other guys are thinking You're here for a reason Have fun Five, six, and... I want to be great
2: And you're not. We got Buddy Rich here. little trouble there. You're rushing. Here we go. Five, six,
1: and. Were you rushing or were you dragging?
2: I I don't know. If you deliberately sabotage my band, I will fuck you like a pig.
1: Oh, my dear God. Are you one of those single-tier people?
2: You are a worthless pansy ass who is now weeping and slobbering all over my drum set like a nine-year-old girl. So how's it going with the studio band? Good. Yeah, I think he likes me more now.
1: I push people beyond what's expected of them. I believe that is an absolute necessity. I want to be one of the greats. And because I'm doing that, it's going to take up more of my time. And this is why I don't think that we should be together.
2: I would never let him put my son through hell. Why would you let him get away with what he did to you? There are no two words in the English language more harmful than
1: good job. It is the movie is. <laughs> you do it's a it's movie. It's fucking cool, <laughs> yeah. man. And, and who? Oh. Knew? It's it's a movie about a drummer who is okay. in a very prestigious school. Yes. And in this the school the studio the head music conductor guy played by J.K. Simmons uh, runs a really tight ship, and he's in the lower level. And well,
2: he's, he's like a first year. He's like a freshman. Yeah. Right. And, and then he, th- that he goes first scene, dude, in. is so great. He's like playing
1: the yeah. drums, and he says, uh, "What does J.K. Simmons say when he first walks well, in?" He, uh, he, did I tell well, to stop? did I tell you yeah, to stop? Yeah,
2: and so then he starts playing again, and he's like, "Did I tell you to start playing again?" <laughs> is that your response? Like, to I him, asked like, you <laughs> why you stopped, and you just started playing. Like that's not an answer. Yeah, um, dude, and it's, it's so it's so. Aw- and then he disappears, and then he comes back for his jacket, and like it it sets this very. Um, Unsettling beginning where you're like,
1: I don't That's, understand. Yeah, see what's great about it, and dude, who knew J.K. Simmons was so ripped? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a sixty-five yeah, when he, like, year old takes dude. off his shirt. and You're like, holy fuck! Yeah, he means business. But what's great about it too is, so eventually he comes into his classroom and he picks Miles Teller's character to be the understudy yeah. for the main drum guy. And he comes in, he says, "Oh, when we come back, uh, what's his character's name? Fuck, uh, Andrew." Andrew, he says, what was his last name? Because he calls him by um, his
2: nah, Whatever. Neiman. Neiman, Neiman yeah. Man, I think.
1: Say so, Neiman, when we come back, you're going to be uh, on drums. And after he just, you know, chully chew, chewed that dude's ass out for being out of tune, and he wasn't out of tune, he says, he wasn't out of tune, it was you, but since he didn't know, that's why I kicked him out. Yeah. And he has that, like, you fucking piece of fat shit. And then he comes out, and he's really nice to... To Andy and he says, oh, yeah, just have, have some fun. Yeah, just like, have some fun. A, don't worry about it. And then he goes in there and he says, no, no, no. You're not following me. And he does it like three or four times. That's and, not
0: my time. Yeah. That's not my time.
1: And then yeah. he starts smacking him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, oh, this is so awesome. Yeah. And so intense. And uh, the movie yeah. is fucking intense uh-huh. about playing drums in a jazz band.
2: Yeah. Um. Well, and then, like, you, you, you start off and you like Andrew, you you feel like, you know, okay, here he is like he's he's getting involved in this thing like is he going to really invest all of it or is he going to be good enough to do all of this and you know, then he, there's this girl that he meets Nicole and like he's starting that whole thing and and then there's he, there's this turn where he starts to get darker and he you've got that scene where he's at at dinner with that with the like some of his family and it's oh, a great scene and yeah. they're
0: they're so like he starts to get an ego about
2: yeah like at first you're totally on his side in that scene right where like the the football player guys are like getting some attention or whatever and like nobody really understands what he does so he can like he can talk about being like the drummer on the best jazz band in the country or probably the world and nobody really cares and they they sort of talk down to him so he like goes off and and he's got this wit to him that makes him just ruthless. It's actually very similar to J.K. Simmons' character, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, only J.K. Simmons like swears a lot and just calls people cocksucker, whereas he says really witty things like uh, four, four words that you'll never hear from the NFL and you know mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and then and then he breaks up with his girlfriend, and the way he yeah, does it mean. is like, yeah, like it starts to get malicious. Um, and so you you almost like start to turn against him. But then, like as you watch him try so hard to stay with it and keep doing what he's got to do, to the point at which like there's that you know he gets hit by that car, and you're just like holy shit! Like you've you've clearly gone too far, and you're you're not actually getting out of this what you think you want to get,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: so you're you're kind of relieved when he ends up getting kicked out because you're like oh okay. So then they've got to like. Like the whole movie twists at that point because now he's not the drummer anymore, and you're like, well, well, okay, now what? And so it's that walking him back to that actual ending is is really cool. It's this thing that back when I was studying writing, you always talked about like the best endings were the ones where you didn't see them coming, but once it happened, it felt inevitable. And so, man, when when he's sitting there and. He's just been humiliated by J.K. Simmons' character, and he goes back out there, and you're like, I don't, I don't know what's gonna. Oh, is he just? He's gonna play the other songs with them and do fine. And then as soon as J.K. Simmons starts to talk and he hits those drums and starts to go, and you're like, Oh shit! That's how this happened. Oh, this is so cool. And then is like that, that sequence is just riveting. Like it's just what 15 minutes of him playing drums, mm-hmm. and it's the most. Riveting film, like I, it's better than most action scenes. Yep. you're just sitting there on the edge of your seat, <laughs> like, "Holy shit, this is cool!" Oh, man, it's so good. <sighs> yeah, sorry. <laughs>
1: uh, it was Brad. What? I was waiting for you to see. You, you've.
0: Oh, I, I was agreeing with him, and <laughs> I mean, they... he's yeah. That's pretty much what the movie is. Like, it's just this kid who. Starts out just, you know, mediocre. Like He has ambition. And then as he's getting punished uh, or abused by this teacher who, yeah, J.K. Simmons, holy, like, I don't see an actor. I see, like, a character mm-hmm. when that guy acts. Oh, yeah. Um, he's amazing. Um, but, yeah, the, the abuse that he puts on him, like, turns this kid into, you know, wanting to be the greatest. And then, you know, after he rats him out and then has to go, like, he, he just like I'll poke my head in on this jazz club and see what <laughs> see what he's up to, and then he gets stuck at the door. <laughs> yeah, and if has there's to a, have a conversation. That's a with great
1: him. scene though with the conversation with him
0: because explaining like why he's so mean. Yeah, why
1: he's so mean, and he, I don't want to say you sympathize with that. It's, I mean, it's pretty bad, but you understand where he's coming from. Yeah, you yeah. know he doesn't I, he doesn't mean anything by it except to make you better. Mm-hmm. And either you can do it or you can't.
0: And he, he loves the music so much that like. Yeah, he doesn't want mediocrity.
1: Yeah, and, and you know the, the, the great scene too, where he says, "Okay, we're gonna try." You know, the end, we're we're gonna try a new piece. Yeah. And he's trying to do it, and he says, or before he he says, "I know it was you." You think I'm fucking stupid?
0: That's such a great twist.
1: Like, yeah, so good. And then he says, so "We're gonna do the movie's and
0: just, like just gonna end like oh he's gonna play well and they'll yeah. happily ever after." And he's like, "No fuck
2: you. yeah." He, he plays bad. <laughs> for sure,
0: this whole thing to <laughs> fuck you over. Oh,
2: I love I love when he's playing and he just looks at J K. Simpson's just mouths. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, and he's, he does so bad and he
1: gets up to leave and his dad's meeting him there and he hugs his dad. There's that great moment where he realizes this is the, this is the this is symbol another being yeah. thrown at Charlie Parker moment. You know, it's, I got to go out there and uh, he sits down and he just kicks ass and it's, yeah, and it's, it's better directed than an action movie by Clint Eastwood. <laughs>
2: Because you're
1: watching it and, you know, you feel the drums, you feel the pain he's in, you know, where he's when they're doing that session where he's trying to do caravan and he's he's like, you're not on my time. And they keep on switching people and they're doing it till two in the morning and they can't even do it.
2: And it's amazing.
0: Yeah. Get up. Go take a nap.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're going to be be here for hours. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, it's so good. Sorry
0: guys, I apologize. I really yeah. <clears throat>
2: and then that whole that whole scene, like the way he uses um like some of the little like the swipes back and forth between JK's. I was gonna Simmons say kudos to like
0: the shot choices and like yeah. editing oh, decisions yeah. of creating that. Yeah. And like it's some so, of
2: some of the edits are on beats and stuff like that. Like it just it ramps up the music in a cool oh,
0: and the variety of like like the the choice of like where to put the camera and like frame things mm-hmm. was just like a lot of variety for such a simple idea. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, know, you don't have like car chases. Yeah. And, and
1: you, know, you know that's you know a tribute to those guys because you have to do it to make it interesting. Yeah. Because mm-hmm.
0: you just can't have them there just. Uh, 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 because All the close-ups it's... of instrument parts and things and yeah. well and even slow motion,
2: even when they're not playing music, I think that the the that some of the direction there or just some of the shots are really well set up. Mm-hmm. You know there are times when he he'll introduce a section and he'll do like, he'll do those, those power shots where you, you get the camera low and you make Miles mm-hmm. Teller feels like, feel like he's really on top of it and he's going to do fine. And then like by the end of the scene, like you can just with the way that he's filming it, you understand how crushed that character is. Um, it's just, uh, it's awesome. one of those movies
1: that I wish came out in Colorado before the end of the year. Yeah. Because it definitely probably would be a top to 10. 10.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah.
0: So is like Miles Teller like an advanced drummer now, or is that I like? I know.
1: Uh, I read that really he good. practiced his ass off to get that good. Yeah.
0: I mean, I imagine like a lot of the really fast stuff is just an insert cut of like a super awesome drummer, probably. Mm-hmm. But,
2: but I mean, some of those shots, he's it looks like he's playing music, and I'm sure I'm sure there's still like there's a track over it to make it sound a little bit better, um, but it. It looks – I mean, there's definitely times where he t- hits a cymbal at the same time that I hear a cymbal. Like, there were there was definitely something there. I mean, for all I know, if you told me he really played the the drums that you hear, like, even even 70% of the time, I would believe you. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I read an
1: interview where he said he didn't want to fake it, so he went and played drums for a really long time before the movie was made. Yeah. Man, that was crazy. But, yeah, the, the movie's great. Yeah. It really is. I hope J.K. Simmons wins the Academy Award, for Best Supporting Actor. And I do know that he's the
0: clear front runner for it. So yeah, I mean, has he won
2: before? It's, this is first, first nomination.
0: First nomination. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: It, yeah. I I don't know how anybody else would like. This is one where I've said before that a lot of times with the Oscars, it, it's like it's the award goes not to the best but to the most. You know, it's most mm-hmm. visual effects, it's most production, yeah. it's most acting. This is one where it would be both, right? Like, this is a character who is very over the top, grabs your attention and doesn't let let go of it, but, it, but is also subtle. Yeah, because there's a part
1: where he comes in and after his uh, student dies and he mm-hmm. plays that CD, mm-hmm. he's like, he's just a great musician, I wanted you to hear that. Mm-hmm. And you, you like him at that point, and then well, he, then he goes into the tirade about how the... The drums are horrible and right, but
2: even in some of those sequences where he's being a complete asshole, like there is something deeper to like he's mm-hmm. not just an asshole there's some there's a little bit more there, and like uh there's that scene where um. Andrew loses like the first chair or something and he goes into Fletcher's office Mm -hmm. and just the way that that's played, you, you know, without even being told anything, you know, more is going on, Mm -hmm. you know, like he's the way he performs that scene is like you just, you're, you're reading a lot into that character that you never even really understand fully. Um, but he makes it feel, uh, Fleshed out and real in a way that a lot of those bombastic sort of ch- scene chewing characters you don't, especially at, there at the end, right? Like mm-hmm. where those two key guys are basically having an argument. Only you never hear. There's no dialogue at all. Mm-hmm. There's just glances back and forth at each other, and like J.K. Simmons's glances get
1: yeah less and, you know, and less. Like, what the fuck are you are, doing? <laughs> yeah, right?
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's so much more to it than just a guy who's yelling at some kid. Um, I agree. Totally deserved.
1: So yeah, you should definitely go see Whiplash. Man, it's a movie about drums. <laughs> uh next week we're seeing Jupiter Ascending.
2: Yep. Is it like four hours long? Uh, I hope not. God damn it! I'm sure it is. It's got. It's gotta be right. It's a. It's a Wachowski's movie where like. It, it's it, so bizarre. Have you? I was
0: we should see Kingsman and then David Cross's new movie.
2: <laughs> Is it Kingsman next week too? No, it's a filing. There's a there's
0: a sneak preview on Tuesday.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. What's what's David Cross's new movie? It's it's
0: called Hits. It's about this uh like backwater girl. She wants to be on the voice and then her dad goes to a town hall meeting and like goes on this tirade and uh, his tirade ends up going viral so she's super jealous <laughs> of her dad. Yeah.
1: Sounds like a David Cross. Do you
0: want yeah. the good news or the bad news? It's an news? indictment of
2: um, it's three hours long. The good news is it is only two hours and seven minutes long. Ooh. Cool. The bad news is it is two hours and seven minutes long. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Kingdom's getting good reviews though. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. Till next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.